1: This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer.
0: We give you all the honor and all the glory. And the church says, Amen. 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 Verse 1. I commend to you, Paul is writing, Phoebe, our sister. Say it with me, sister. (laughs) Paul took the time in what he might have considered at the time, I'm not quite sure, but certainly scholars today consider this the most important book that Paul had ever written. And before he concludes this book, He applauds several people, and the first person on the list was a sister, a female. You see, a a, a good woman makes others be better in her presence, but a great woman makes sure the impact lasts in her absence. Phoebe was obviously this type of woman to Paul. I commend to you, Phoebe, our sister, who is servant of the church in St. Crea. Now, that term translated deacon or servant, forgive me, is, is literally deacon. And I really don't like when translations take liberties like the one we just saw. This term elsewhere is translated, as I said, deacon. But here it's kind of diagonally translated servant. I think this is unfair. Women clearly had leadership roles in the early church. Most scholars, I mean 90 plus percent of scholars, you can't get them to agree on much, say that Phoebe was the one who carried this letter back to Rome. So we sit in the shade of Romans today because this courageous woman was willing to plant a seed 2,000 years ago. And then the Apostle Paul continues, he says, that you may receive her in the Lord, watch this, in a manner or with the right attitude, worthy of the saints. So under the unction of the Holy Spirit, Paul insisted that this woman be honored. Ladies, if a man cannot see the good in you, don't get mad, hug him. Because life is difficult for the blind. Beyond for my passionate, you know, red hot on fire love for my wife. The reason i married is because I knew my children would need someone better than me. You see, the the God-designed differences between a man and a woman make a woman necessary in a man's life. Let's take a look at that. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. In God's model, a woman is not just to be tolerated. She is actually needed. In fact, I want you to notice some things and I'm going to stretch you a little bit this morning and it's going to be healthy and good for you. Genesis chapter one and verse four. And God saw the light, and he said it was what? It was good. Genesis 1 and 10. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was Good. good. Genesis 1 and 12. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the trees that yield fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good good. Genesis 17, and God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Genesis 1 and 21, so God created the creatures of the sea and he went on and said, every winged bird according to its kind. And God said that it was good. Genesis 1 and 25, and God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, etc. And God saw that it was good. good. On the final day of creation, Genesis chapter 1 and 31, then God saw everything that He had made. <laughs> and then watch this comment, and indeed it was very good. When everything came together, it wasn't just good, it was what? Very good. The whole was greater than the sum of its parts. So nine times in just over a chapter, God states, I mean, he even really, didn't really get started good in the Bible, and he repeats this this term over and over again, and he calls creation good, even called the the, the golden and Havilah good, and there's other things he called good, but he he kept stating over and over and over and over again that what God created was good. The devil had not been introduced. Eve and Adam had not eaten from the tree. Man had not fallen. But in Genesis 2 and 18, the Lord speaks. And the Lord God, not just, you know, he had to double up on titles here. You got to understand that God is speaking. The Lord God said, it is not good. No sin, no fall, no snake. But God said, it is not good that man should be alone the first thing that was not good was man or males in isolation the male could not become everything that god created him to be apart from the female Two men in a marriage, as hard as they may try, can never equal a woman. Now You can get as many people as you want to say differently. You can make as many movies as you want, write as many books as you want. But like a square peg doesn't fit in a round hole. A home is not the same without a woman. And then he goes on and says, I will make, I take this upon myself. I will do this. I, your God, a helper, watch this, comparable to him, a creature equal in category, but different by design." Thank God for the difference. Some of y'all aren't sure about that. Thank God for the difference. What makes you relevant is the difference. What makes you so important is the difference. What puts you in a category by yourself is the difference. Every man needs a woman's positive influence to become all that he can become in his life. A man needs a woman's positive influence to do all that a man's assigned to do apart from a gift in the New Testament in his life. You see, good women do not just have attitudes, they have standards. I'm going to talk to this side of the room. You see, men were made from the dirt. So it's easy for us to get back down into the dirt. Okay, I'm not sure about you. I'm going to look at this side. But women he made on a higher plane. He took her out of his side. He didn't go back to the dirt. Okay. Now, the security is here is usually to protect you, but this Sunday they might be protecting me. Any relationship where you must be less for the other party to feel like more is evil. It's evil. Romans 16 and 2, we're going to get back. Receive Phoebe in the Lord in a manner with the right attitude, worthy of the saints. And watch this. Assist her in whatever business. Say with me, business. Yeah. Whatever business she has need of you. What we see here in the inspired text is this woman not only carried on church business, according to Paul, she directed it in some area. You see, I do not have a problem with a strong woman as long as she will allow me to be a strong man. But the way you say that is hard. Well, A dog barks and a lion roars. And I'm built a certain way. I'm built for a reason and a cause. It's not good, though, for me to be alone. Because I need my wife often to temper me. You see, iron that has not been tempered is brittle. Steel that has not been tempered is brittle. So God recognized the man's strength, but he also recognized a man's need. And he recognized that as strong and as powerful as he made that man, that man needed to be tempered. And when you go to the garden and you take a, a look at what happened, actually you find Eve leading the conversation. This was not a timid woman. This was not an insecure woman. This was a woman who knew what she wanted. It was just a, happened to be the wrong thing. But also understand that it wasn't just Eve who made the mistake. The Bible says Adam was right there next to her. And that's some of the problem and you got that weak man next to you that when you want to do something sideways, y'all pulling something, he don't say nothing. And it plunges your whole family just like they plunge the whole world into the mess we in. I have no problem with a strong woman as long as you don't call it abuse because I'm a strong man. I know I ain't going, I, I was nice in the first ever. This is coming out differently. <laughs> Frederick Douglass said, he said this men are whipped oftenest who are whipped easiest. Ooh. Weak men blame the system, but strong men break the cycle. Sisters, be as strong as you want to be, but make sure you're also comfortable with a man as strong as he needs to be. For indeed, watch this. This is the Apostle Paul. I mean, this is a guy stone, shipwreck, left for dead. This is a tough dude. She has been my helper, literally supporter and defender of many and of myself. This lady not only loved Paul, she defended Paul. And here's what I learned. A friend is not really your friend until they defend you in your absence. It's when you leave the room what they say that really determines the strength of the friendship. Skip to verse 13. We're going to start getting into our focus. Then he said, Greet Rufus. If you are my age, when you hear the name Rufus, you automatically think, Shaka Khan? Shaka Khan? But he wasn't referring to a funk band, but to a man whose father had a special place in history. We're going to go there, then we're going to come right back. So make sure you have your running shoes on, because we got to move around just a little bit. Mark 15 and 21. Mark, in his gospel, says this. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian. Cyrene is in northern Africa, modern-day Libya. Most people do not realize that the gospel went south before it went north. And there are many significant people in the Bible that happen to be of color. Yeah, OK. A couple, amen. <laughs> like Moses, Moses' wife, better, forgive me. Zipporah, Moses' father-in-law, Jethro. The beautiful Shunammite in the Song of Solomon, Queen of Sheba. The first Gentile Reese is actually the Egyptian eunuch. And we could go on and on. Everyone has a place in God's redemptive plan. Everyone. this room at the table. This morning, it seems like y'all don't know what to do with this message. It's going to help you, though. Simon, a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander... And Rufus. Now, historians say that the, the, the reason Mark mentioned Alexander and, and Rufus here is because they were very well known leaders in Rome by the time that Mark wrote his gospel. And uh, uh, early, actually, tradition says that, that, that after the family was saved, you know, right after the crucifixion, um, when the Christians were forced out of uh, Jerusalem because of the persecution of Saul. Uh, it, it, his, Alexander's family, or Simon's family, relocated to Rome. It says, they compelled a certain man, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Again, the only reason they would mention the name it was because that name was familiar. So, Simon and, I'm sorry, Alexander and Rufus would be like, you know, mentioning uh, Tony Evans, Billy Graham, T.D. Jakes, or, or some other major leader, so they were just well-known, and and so their names were mentioned as he was coming out the country and passing by to bear the cross. What we're about to find, when you joyfully carry Christ's cross, that cross will eventually carry you, And, and what happened here was that cross that he carried began to carry his family. Let's get back to Romans 16 and verse 13. He said, greet Rufus, the son of the man who carried the cross, chosen in the Lord. Now, all of us in this room should know the Bible well enough to know the Bible says we are a holy nation, a chosen people. Every Christian has been chosen by God, whether it's Peter's mouth, Paul's mouth, uh, et cetera. But so what is Paul saying here? I wasn't saying that he was like, chosen, you know, to be a Christian because that was expected. He, everyone knew he was a, a Christian. But what he was saying was that this, this guy Rufus was a person of high reputation. The same thing that was deduced from, from Mark, a choice leader in the church at Rome. But watch this. And his mother behind every good man is what? A good woman. Rufus' daddy probably had passed away by this time. But mama still made sure all her kids went to church. And mama, you still need to make sure your kids are in God's house. And I know for, for my kids, when they were young, they loved being in church. they loved it. They, you know even when I was in meetings after service, they'd play with their friends and all the rest, they 'd run around and, and uh, it was just just a lot of fun. But you know, when, when it got to, to late high school, I noticed them kind of dragging their feet. But guess what that's what the Greers did. We went to church. You understand what I'm saying. I understood what side our our, our, our bread was buttered on, and uh, there really wasn't much of a choice. Um, see. The, the the issue is if you don't get those seeds planted in your children listen they might roll their eyes i, I get that, that that's that that, that that that's fine but some plant seeds others water and if the seed has not been planted, what do you expect to blossom? I mean, when they go into the military, they they go into college, and life gets crazy. You better make sure something has been placed on the inside of that child that can somehow blossom and bloom. And you know, each of my boys had sideways periods. Sorry, telling you business, but they, they all had sideways periods. But I knew the seeds of righteousness had been planted in them. Do you understand what I'm saying? And not just through church, through my own mouth, my own conversation, my own example. And you got to be, listen, man, thank God for giving money to missions. But if you're not taking care of your own house, you hear what I'm saying? If you're not planting seeds in your own backyard, your own front yard, your own side yard. And, and, and here's the deal, you know, you, you gotta create patterns in your life that your 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 children can 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 uh a model when, when they get older. And and if you've already lost your child, what's gonna happen in the next generation? You understand what I'm saying? Use your parental authority for a righteous cause. I'm stuck here, I'm gonna I'm gonna move in a second. Thank God for the athletics. Thank God for the academics. But what about their soul? What about their soul? Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother. Watch the next clause. And mine. Paul did not just preach the gospel. He lived this gospel. This Jewish man that considered himself a Pharisee of Pharisees of the tribe of Benjamin circumcised on the eighth day or ninth day. I don't never know but he was circumcised. A Pharisee of Pharisees. One of the things the Pharisees did every morning after, you know, thanking God that they weren't a woman, they thank God they were not Gentiles. So he was steeped in a tradition where he thought he was better than, in fact, they call Gentiles dogs. But when he speaks of Rufus's mother, he says, and his mother and what? Mine. This Jewish man considered this African woman to be his spiritual mother. You see, life doesn't come with a manual a child can read, so it comes with a mother.
1: This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit GraceChurchVA.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big.